0: good morning everyone welcome back to another episode of the failed blockbusters retrospective it's how do you know
1: it's morning
0: well, I'm uploading in the morning, so I'm they, assuming these people are gonna be listening to it in the morning. Maybe you're they, not. Maybe they could listening. be.
1: They could be listening at night.
0: Yeah, maybe you're you you like listening to it while you work out or you drive home from work or or on a walk.
1: Is there anything more demotivating than this show for a workout? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Six hours of JFK. Yeah. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that will make you think about other things. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a failed blockbuster. We're back. We're here to talk about Tommy Boy starring Chris Farley, which I had not seen before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot of other stuff, too. We, You and I have been kind of mulling over our final decisions about what we're going to talk about for this season. And I have this. This will be out by the time this episode goes up. But I've been trying to assemble like this this collage of posters to be like, yeah, this is what we're doing this season. And it's like, it's changed like three times. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, let's keep swapping that one out. I (laughs) think we have
1: the final, I think we have the final grouping. I think at this point, like the trains leaving the station, like let's just go with what we have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good run of stuff. Uh, As of this recording, we don't actually even know what the next episode is.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll probably decide on that (laughs) at, At the very end, how about you get one of those like random number generators? And because you have a list, you sent me the list.
0: I do, you don't? Yeah. And we'll <laughs> you just... go, random number generators. Yeah.
1: And uh, then we'll just yeah. randomly pick what's going to be next at the end of the episode.
0: Okay. Uh, so... We're doing 11 total. Just pick number five. Oh, all right. What's five? <laughs> this is this is the Tommy Boy retrospective. Uh, That is, oh, wait, hang on. I didn't change one of the things well it doesn't matter uh right now it's it's Miami vice
1: okay we can do well you know what we just did the insider though
0: okay yeah sorry everyone we're doing Miami well, vice all right. at some point
1: it's it's five you said yeah cross Tommy boy off let's go to what so so um five becomes six that's north
0: oh no so that's what's gonna be north <laughs> okay I'm looking forward to that yeah uh, I also have not seen North.
1: Um <laughs> Roger Ebert's probably the most hated film Roger
0: Ebert ever saw. <laughs> That's amazing. Because that, that dude saw a lot of fucking movies.
1: He did. You know what? There's one other movie that him and Siskel hated even more. I will not say the title because I I think we could do it for failed award season next time. Okay. And it is one of the most inexplicable movies that has ever been made and i really want to do it not just because of that but because i found an on archive.org an interview the director did which is one of the most infuriating things i have ever read of just like overconfidence <laughs>
0: <laughs> for a guy who like never made another movie after that after this terrible film but you know what i will say we always talk about a lot of the um The filmmaking and production and the marketing processes with, like, how it feels like a lot of stuff's been very neutered in terms Mm. of, like, artistic integrity or, like, artist interviews or profiles for for magazines or websites. One thing I do admire is that, like, very few people come out with Mm. their fucking dick swinging, like, I'm the greatest fucking shit ever. Yeah. Now, I do want that a little bit once in a while. Mm. It's nice that it's not, like, fucking all the time yeah yeah i
1: think you know there's 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 probably a good and bad way to do it yeah yeah um you know who hated this movie roger ebert roger ebert oh he gave tommy boy one star i, I Tommy found boy, this quote yeah tommy, tommy boy. boy is one of those movies that plays like an explosion down at the screenplay factory oh you can almost picture the bewildered office boy his face <laughs> in the suit wandering through the ruins and rescuing pages at random. Too bad they didn't mail them to the insurance company instead of filming them.
0: The film is on Ebert's most hated list.
1: Wow. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Because um... Um, uh, it's it's. Uh, I love this movie. <laughs> I guess I'll just throw that out there. And even if you don't like this movie, it is definitely not the worst movie Chris Farley ever did. Like, there's a, there's a l- lot of contenders.
0: <laughs> are we going to talk about Beverly Hills Ninja finally? Oh my
1: god! Did you ever see Beverly Hills Ninja?
0: No, I still haven't seen it. It was on Netflix, uh, and I said I, th- I think I was going to watch it at one point, and I was like, you know what?
1: <laughs> there <don't> are <laughs> there are some moments in it because Farley is just like such a like command of like comedic talent, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a lot. It's very much like it's the sad it's what this I think people think this movie is and what this movie isn't, which is just like Chris Farley. He's a fat guy. Let's watch him like bumble around for 90 minutes. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of that movie is. Oh, my
2: God.
1: Go to the Wikipedia page for Beverly Hills Ninja and look at the poster. Kung Fu.
2: Oh,
1: that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. It's it's a bad movie. And I think that's like the last one he did before he died. Like two were released after. Aww. But uh, and it's it's also like you can kind of see like that his lifestyle is like get like he looks he looks tired in Beverly Hills Ninja a lot of the time. Which is like why we would never do that. Uh yeah, it's so sad. It's so sad. It's like, you know, this is his first leading movie, and he does like three at like in his life and then one is released after and then he has a cameo in dirty work as jimmy no knows. <laughs> but uh yeah it's such a it's a, it's one of those things where you wonder like what would have happened with farley you know mm-hmm. it's, the, it's him and belushi like have that great what ifs
0: you know? yeah uh but, I'll, I'll give my take on the movie now then because mm-hmm. i i think i've been pretty hard with the uh the Happy Madison productions we've gone over for, mm-hmm. um, and for this Happy is the Amblin. This is the Er Happy Madison movie. Like the whole formula
1: of what every Happy Madison movie will be is in this movie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. And this is also kind of our 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 make good mm-hmm. on not returning to Happy Amblin yet. Um, but I, I will say I. I actually like this movie too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think Chris Farley's incredible. And here's the thing: the jokes themselves aren't like remarkable. That dude just had such energy and commitment. I know. Though. I know. It. It's like you could get another actor doing this movie, and it's fucking just obnoxious or something. Mm-hmm. But you know what else? This movie. Like made me realize that I kind of miss is like these really simplistic studio comedies mm-hmm. that aren't just shuffled off to Netflix and made on the cheap, yeah, um, so people can like riff back and forth and like I'm sure there was some riffing in this movie mm. well, that that it stars comedians, you know i
1: we'll talk about like how the comedy of this was developed, but you know you're you're right on the money. I think I blame every frame of painting for this um when he did that video on Ed you're right and like how to do visual comedy, right. Mm -hmm. like he did that and then it's like look at how lazy like a lot of modern comedies are and blah 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 blah. and like look he had a point like yes and i but i think like as film nerds we've all kind of embraced like why does this comedy not look like cinema you know like we do that a lot of day all the time and i'm like there is a value to the comedy film that it's not spectacularly made but it is designed to show off the comedic talent at the
0: center of it you know? Yeah. And what's that one saying? Like the, sometimes the most interesting th- or no, the most interesting thing you could photograph is like the human face. Right. Mm-hmm. And Chris Farley has a very fucking interesting face. Oh, like, no. What do you, want, you know, yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck?
1: It's yeah. And it's and this is like a perfect vehicle for him, you know? hmm. And it's also the thing where like his next movie is like Black Sheep, which is not a great movie, but it's very much like what if instead of Tommy Boy in what if instead of Chris Farley as a salesman, We did, uh, Chris Farley as a campaign manager, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar energy. Like, so the, clearly they were figured out like, this is what Farley's energy is going to be. And I'm sure we would have gotten like 20 other films like Tommy boy had Chris Farley hung around, but there's something special about this one. I think, and not in that way of like, when we watch, we will be doing the, the, uh, fucking adam sandler stuff and there is like there's something special to some of his earlier stuff where he's like clearly trying a lot of weird things but even that i like i can't really sit back and go like these are great showcases of adam sandler's talent Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like
0: yeah yeah
1: but this is this is that and it's not just his talents as a comedian i think it does show another side to him that like he could have been a really good actor like, I'm not going to say there's enough evidence here to say he could have been a, ter-
0: like a great
1: actor, but I think he could have been a solid actor.
0: Yeah, I, I think he had potential, really. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, if fucking Adam Sandler could pull out like Punch Drunk Love uh, yeah. a couple years after this, you know, like, mm. I, I think anything's possible. Well, I
1: think the thing that hangs over it, which is like, there's the whole like Farley Belushi thing, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, they're both so similar. They both die at 83. Like, there's, you watch Belushi even on Saturday Night Live when like he's doing like his samurai character or something like that. And it's like, there's a weird thing about Belushi where you watch him and you go like, this guy isn't really a a comedy actor, but like he's an actor, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you got the feeling from Belushi that he could have been like a genuinely great actor. Whereas Farley, I think was a stronger comedic presence. I think Farley had more, I think Farley, this might be controversial. I think Farley was funnier than Belushi. Um, I think Belushi was a better performer, better actor, but I think Farley was more naturally funny than Belushi was. Could Chris Farley
0: have done the Belushi role in
1: 1941? See, you know what? He might have been able to. I think, here's the only thing, though. I think there's a big kid, like like golden boy energy to Farley that this movie taps into, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas Belushi had that grit that you kind of need for the the pilot, you know? Yeah. Like Radio's you put, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know
0: people, people have been watching that one lately and being like, oh shit, this is worse than we heard. And I'm like, yeah, but like... That it's got, is so good. It's got its moments. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's just, it's got its moments and none of them congeal, you know? Yeah. Like that's yeah. the problem with that fucking movie. But, uh, like, I, I can't really see Farley flying a plane, you know? Like, the joke would be, like, Farley's on a plane and he accidentally knocks out the pilots and now he has <laughs> to fly, right? Yeah. Like, whereas Belushi is a guy who's, like, he just saw a plane <laughs> and he's like, I can fly that. <laughs> like that's yeah. the two different energies of those guys. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad to hear you liked it. You never know with a movie like this. Cause like this is, I saw this when I was a child. So you wonder how young I was? I saw this, I'm born in 93. Farley dies in 98, 97, end of 97. I saw this when Chris Farley was still alive. So I knew I, I was aware when Chris Farley died because I had seen Tommy boy. Oh. So, but it's still, it's one of those things of like, I, it, so it's it, there's such a, there's a lot of nostalgia tied into this movie for me. So I never know how I was going to play with someone who hasn't seen it, but I'm glad to hear you liked it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I was just really shocked by like, it, it has a really sincere story mm-hmm. and I think it generally commits to it. And I, I don't, so I didn't go in expecting that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think Farley can actually kind of play like, like the the genuine like angst of the character, like and their insecurities and and being unable to be good at anything, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really sweet. Uh, and then he also is fucking hysterical every time they do a gag. Like he yeah. just fucking kills.
1: Oh, yeah. So, like, he's got to do, he does like his Saturday Night Live thing where, like, he literally just like, falls on a table and breaks it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and my favorite like bit is in the airplane. Oh, and God. At first, I was like, this is, oh, God. Like, I know what this is going to be. I knew exactly what was going to happen.
1: Wait, hold on. Which one? Because there are two airplane bits.
0: Okay. okay you know, when he goes into the bathroom in the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It. And it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I it's knew exactly what was going to fucking happen, and it still, like, fucking knocked me out. It's just him, like, just, like, Farley like, <laughs> go in this
1: room and get hurt. Like... <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then at one point, they do an overhead shot, and he's just banging against the wall with his elbow. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, ah! <laughs> he's screaming. Also,
1: the funny thing about it is, like, all right, like, so, like, there's parts of it where it's, like, okay, like, he's slipping, he's, like, got his clothes caught on something. like, for no real reason the one thing just falls off the wall on him like there isn't a part where he like breaks <laughs> it like it just falls on him like, And it's just like it's like when he enters a room the energy
0: just changes
1: against him like <laughs> yeah so and that, say, that's like,
0: amazing you know like, what farley could have had an uncut gems we could have
1: like yeah. if you just played that but like played it straight like that would be a nightmare <laughs> like, yeah. if it really happened but uh here's the thing like and I gotta say like we're talking about like it's I'm not gonna say it's like a master class in directing but think of I haven't seen that much like action in an airplane <laughs> airplane bathroom in a movie like when did you see something like that yeah like it forced them to get creative a little bit i am just be like, that overhead shot's like really good <laughs> if you want to showcase what the fuck's happening in there.
0: <laughs> I, you know, oh. like, um, there's a lot of discussions right now regarding like budgets of films, how much is mm. going to like the big name stars that they have to get attached to stuff and how much is actually going to the production of the film. Mm. You know, that's not me absolving any of those issues, but I do think people need to start thinking more like, um, like within their range, you know? Mm. And like what you can do with just someone in a room, you yeah. can do a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: Chris Farley beating up an air, air, airplane bathroom is just—it yeah. <laughs> it was incredible.
1: It's just what he's built to do. Yeah. Like it's also a thing of just like he's not even the focus sometimes in some scenes, and he's the funniest thing in the fucking <laughs> movie. Like yeah. I always—I think the shot that just like it's—it's it's his belief. Like there's the famous like an Animal House. Um, to go back to the balloon thing. There's a things in the script. It says Bluto runs up the stairs when they're like sneaking the horse into the dean's office, mm-hmm. and then you watch the scene and it's it's Belushi like doing that like dun dun like he's like all like being like he turns it into like a like a two minute comedic scene. Yeah, just going up <laughs> the stairs, and it's like oh that this is brilliant. Like let's let him go loose. There's the shot in the movie where he's he's backed the car up and broken the door. <laughs> And he's like, "What the? F-? Like he's all panicked." And they cut back to Spade arguing with the guy in the gas station, and you just see Balooch, Volus- and you just see Farley in the background, like jump out of the car, <laughs> like, <laughs> like in a panic, like trying to figure out what to do. And it's like this is the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let me oh, ask you: uh, What are your thoughts on David Spade?
1: Um, you know what? I've never had like strong opinions on him. Uh, I, actually, I, I actually do kind of like his persona. I don't know how much of it is... I've never seen his stand-up, I guess is what I'm saying. Me neither. Like, I've, I've never just seen his
0: like sitcom stuff.
1: Yeah, I've seen his sitcom stuff. I've seen his movie stuff. Um, and I like the Spade persona. Um, I think it, he kind of needs to be teamed with someone. Um, although, you know what? I've never seen Joe Dern. I know people that like stand by Joe Dirt.
0: People love Joe Dirt. I am not love one of them. Um, ne- I've never seen it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not picking a fight. Not for me. Uh, more power to you. Hold on to what you care about in this world, I guess. God be with you. <laughs> the only thing I know
1: is uh, I think it's Walken in it gives a speech where he's like i stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I know from that movie. But uh, yeah, I, I did see... Um, Dickie Roberts' former child star. Did you ever see that? I did. That's not a great
0: movie. No, it's a, it's a very bad one.
1: It does have one kind of amazing uh comedy moment though, in my opinion.
0: Is it the slip and slide?
1: Um no, I mean that's funny, but that's just like, you know, fall down and get hurt. Like <laughs> Yeah,
0: look, we're only human. Sometimes someone falls and hurts himself, and that's it's fucking hilarious. I'm going to
1: describe want? a comedy scene just because I can, but it's probably the only thing we're seeing in Dickie Roberts where uh, they have those neighbors they hate, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, needlessly mean to that lady, but whatever. Like, they're kind of obnoxious. The dog comes in one day and has killed their pet bunny rabbit, the neighbor's pet bunny rabbit. And they're like, oh my God, we're going to get in so much trouble if they find out our dog killed the rabbit. And uh, Spade's like, no, look, here's what we do. We're going to, we'll clean the dead rabbit. (laughs) We'll, we'll make it clean, and we'll just put it back in the cage, and it'll look like it died of natural causes. And it's like they go through the whole thing, it's like, oh, this is sick, what they're doing, like it's fucked up. And then they put it back in the cage and leave. And they wait for them to come home, and they they hear them come home and they're screaming, and they're like, wait, this is way too much of a reaction for this rabbit. And they look back over and they're like, what happened? And they're like, our rabbit died three days ago. And we buried it over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a devil rabbit. <laughs> and they flee the house because they think the house is cursed
0: i don't remember that but that's that's pretty funny (laughs) oh
1: i gotta say rob reiner is in dickie roberts as himself and the whole gag the whole thing is spade wants to get a role from rob reiner right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um, part of the setup is that david spade is like is like valley cars and he gets in a fight with a guy driving like a volkswagen beetle or something at one point and he's watching on the news later he was driving Rob Reiner's car when he got in the fight. Rob Reiner gets attacked by the guy and ends up in the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> I think I remember that. Vicky Roberts gets a reading for the role because his agent, John Lovitz, gives Rob Reiner one of his kidneys. things. <laughs>
0: See that sounds funny. That sounds funnier than I remember it being.
1: It's funnier to describe than it probably is in the movie. Yeah. It's that th- It's also that thing of Rob Reiner. I just remember the news being like Rob Reiner is quoted as saying, "I had no idea what I did to anger that man." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it's it's uh, Rob
0: Reiner is a really funny comedic actor.
1: He really is. I is are they do? I think that he's bringing back Spinal Tap.
0: I heard I, that too. I don't yeah. know. Probably gonna come back as like an NFT or some bullshit.
1: Yeah, probably. That is um, one of those ones though I feel like could work because it's not like any of those guys have really lost their talent, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The, honestly, the biggest question there is Rob Reiner.
0: Like I I, I will go to bat for Rob Reiner. All day. I will
1: go to bat to Rob Reiner in the 80s and 90s. Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: but when was the last time Rob Reiner made a good
0: movie? Well, you know, um uh... Now, he is in Wolf of Wall Street and is great in it. He's fucking but, fantastic. He's also uh, Zoe Deschanel's dad in the New Girl show. Oh, you he, know
1: what? You keep telling me to watch it, and then
0: I just don't. <laughs> there are some fucking incredible guest stars in that show. Mm. And the show <laughs> definitely gets tired by the end, but, like, mm. oh, my God. He is so fucking great. Mm. He's just this depressed, divorced old man. <laughs> and then he shows up on Thanksgiving. And he runs into his, his ex-wife, her mom, played oh. by Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. And he's like, you know what I'm thankful for today? Divorce. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that's his opening line to the series. It's incredible. Wow. wow. That's yeah. actually,
1: that's fantastic. <laughs> um, um,
0: awesome. Yeah. What,
1: so what do you think of Spade? I just went on, like, a Spade tangent. but
0: uh, Spade is... It's fine. I think he's fine. I I like him in this, and I think you 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 hit the nail on the head. I think he needs someone to bounce off of, or someone crazier to bounce off of him rather, because uh, his his like kind of just generic energy, his, his like goody two shoes energy here is perfect mm. for for Farley to just go like bananas over. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know though, it's also uh I gotta say like I think it says a lot if you if you can be used good in an animated movie. He's terrific in emperor's new groove david spade oh yeah like he like that movie doesn't work if it's someone else mm-hmm. you know
0: Love now, the he... Face.
1: <laughs> now he is a white guy voicing an incan prince but yes
0: yes we, that should be acknowledged
1: <laughs> it's early 2000s disney unfortunately that shit hung around for a while yeah yeah Oh, Goodman's the other guy, and that's another one where it's like Goodman's. I wonder what would have happened if Farley was still alive. If it was just like, let's just do Tommy Boy, but as an animated film, (laughs) like it could have worked. God
0: bless Chris Farley. Goodman, Uh, Goodman's terrific, but
1: I'm just saying Farley could have worked as Pacha. That's all I'm saying. It would have been would have been a different Pacha, but I think it would have worked. There would have been a lot more of Pacha like falling down a hill, you know?
0: Yeah, but they do fall off a waterfall.
1: Yeah, but that I think only Spade yelled something in that. Like Farley would have been like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know what? There is also like again, not a great movie, but in Black Sheep, there's a scene in Black Sheep. Again, if you wanted to showcase Farley's just, and I don't want to just focus on the Pratt fall stuff because he's great at like all types of comedy. But there's a scene in Black Sheep that is just him falling down a hill for like five minutes. <laughs> it's just like he like like he stops the fall for like a second and like stands up and thinks he's good and then he just falls again like it just keeps going and he just sells it
0: well see that i like that kind of comedy Mm -hmm. and i'm realizing it now as i'm getting older that i miss it so much yeah because now it's like and i i've heard this from um like people in the industry like you when you make a comedy now it's like, well, who's going to be funny in it? And it's like, they don't really care about like the writing. It's like, Oh, well, you get, a, you got Aquafina, She's funny. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. But like, you know, I have like this idea and it's like, well, no one's going to want to make that.
1: You know, no, I, I think you're hitting the nail right on that. Cause I think what happens with a lot of comedy guys, especially as they get big and this is, this is true when Tommy boy was made and this is true. This goes all the way back to Belushi too. There's this, there was a great documentary about Belushi recently. And um, he, he gave an interview, I think, with Gene Shalit in it. And uh, he's really bitter about the movies he's being offered, Belushi. Mm. And he's like, it's like, yeah, I get, I get Bluto in space. I get Bluto in the White House. I get Bluto in the Army. Like, he's like so annoyed that it's like they just want him to be Bluto from Animal House in different situations, right? Yeah. And it's this thing of like these studios are clearly sitting on comedy scripts. They're like, the script's not good but if we put Belushi in it, it will make money, you know? And mm-hmm. Belushi will just inherently make it funnier, which is true, but that's not how you make a good movie.
0: Yeah. And
1: you see the same thing out with Farley where like the next movie is just like, all right, we have this script, let's put Farley in it. And then like Beverly Hills Ninja, it's just like, what if Chris Farley was a ninja, you know? Yeah. Probably, it, again, if Farley had, had lived, we probably would have gotten more of that as opposed to more Tommy boy, which I think the story with Tommy Boy is it was written, like it was a comedy script just sitting around at Paramount for a while. Lauren Michaels gets a hold of it and goes, like, this would be great for Farley for his first post-Saturday Night Live leading role. Um, but the thing I you read about, if you read anything about the movie, if you listen to commentaries, which inexplicably exist on the DVD, if uh you watch that. They were basically given a lot of time to just improvise, not like improvise comedy, but like build the movie like they were they rebuilt the movie as they were filming it. And a lot of gags that happen in it are like stuff that just Farley and Spade were doing behind the scenes. Like the housekeeping, there's a bit where like Fade starts knocking on his door being like housekeeping. And Farley's trying to sleep and just starts yelling at him. And it was apparently something Spade did to Farley like every morning while they were filming. (laughs) And it's someone someone had the bright idea of being like, look, it's a road movie, just put it in the movie. And I think it was given a lot more space. And they kind of talk about he like Farley really worked hard on this movie and like wanted to make it good. And it bombed, like didn't bomb, but it didn't make a lot of money. And then he does Black Sheep. And like he even admittedly is like he phoned it in on that one. And Black Sheep did basically as well as Tommy Boy did. And that kind of broke him. Mm. Like a lot of the narratives with Farley are like, he was so heartbroken by like, I, I put all this effort into one movie and I did shit work in another. And they both did about as well. And it's like, why even bother trying at this point? And they they talk about that like really affecting him. Um and it's a shame. And I think, yeah, you gotta, I don't know, I don't know, I can't talk comedy, like, I don't know what the answer is, but it is the thing of, like, studios just go, like, yeah, put Aquafina in it, you know, Aquafina in space, like, whatever, like, it's, it's real short, it, it happened with Farrell, too, remember when Farrell, like, was getting big? And Mm -hmm. suddenly, it's like, what if Farrell's a a fucking soccer coach, what if Farrell is in basketball now, like, and they just did that with every Will Ferrell movie for a while. Yeah. And it was a, it was bad, and it's not that well, Ferrell isn't funny. It's just that they, the studios, they aren't thinking about these scripts anymore. They're just like, put someone funny in it and they'll make it funny.
0: Yeah, you know, like uh, at the time of this recording, I just, uh, just shared this piece about uh, Alien 3's 30th anniversary. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's still shocking to me that like, that wasn't the first movie that was a release date first, production second. But that's just the only way we make stuff now. And it's getting like worse. Yeah, and it's it's not just the big stuff anymore. Now it's like every movie, now, uh, apart from like the genuinely mm. independently funded and produced stuff. It's like oh, well we'll get this. This person's popular. Uh, this TikToker's popular. There's nothing against TikTokers. That's a whole other bag and like entirely. Mm. Um, I'm, these kids are are doing what they can to make money. I have no ill will towards them. Mm. It's about the business practices that are like. Well, they'll be the stars now. And yeah. it's like, no, it's just easier for these companies to, like, manipulate them. Maybe that's why the bubble didn't work. Oh, my God. I forget. Like, we talked about that. Yeah. Like, not in the podcast, but we we're just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. You know? but we the talked bu- about it off mic, and we're just like, what the fuck? The bubble was people like... People are so talented. Yeah.
1: And it's, like, almost got its finger on the pulse,
0: which is what's so weird about it. Like, it's,
1: like, so close, but no cigar. But the fact that they miss, like, destroys the whole movie. And I think part of it is that it's trying to be a satire without actually being critical of the industry, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't seem to actually understand, like, why bad movies get made. And it's just, like, aren't bad movies dumb, is what it ends up saying. Mm
0: -hmm. It's like, yeah, I guess, but,
1: like... Yeah. It's so weird, and it's so weird that it came from him because he's not, like, uh, he he has his thing... he, He knows comedy. Like, I assumed he would understand, like, when studios are being stupid and why, but I guess not. So what a weird movie that one was.
0: Yeah. It, it feels like we haven't had a genuinely great satire in a while.
1: Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I think that stuff's just not going to happen. Cause like you can't satirize what's happening right now. And there's no, everything's too divided at this point.
0: I, I forget think- if I talked about it on here before, but I saw the 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 David, who the fuck is the the guy from the X Files? David Duchovny. David Duchovny, yeah. David Duchovny. He was in this movie uh, about like the production of Freaks and Geeks. It was it was like a based on a true story, but also kind of based on Freaks and Geeks. Let me see what it was called. I, I liked it, and it, it it's not a home run movie, mm-hmm. um, but I I think it it kind of. It was something that understood that you can go into something with the best intentions, but just given the way that like the, the power dynamics of this industry like are held mm-hmm. that you could go in with something with the best crew, the best intentions, and it could turn out to just be like a gag at the end of like some production reel to highlight like for yeah. investors mm-hmm. and your, your your heart and soul is like nothing. And I don't I know, it was a really cynical movie, and I was like, this is like good, but why is it like not better? <laughs> the, mm, TV set, the TV set. A TV set. Okay. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it was like
1: I didn't even know that existed.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's directed by Jake Kasdan, my boy, oh, who okay. also worked on some new girl stuff and uh did our favorite movie Walk Hard.
1: Yeah. There's a guy with a weird career.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like t- the the TV set's like interesting. Walk hard's a masterpiece, and then after that. Well, no, gonna I'm, I'm always going to like walk hard. So what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Um, oh God, I had a point to make and now I can't remember what it was. Sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, I just, I, no, I no. needed to
0: bring that up. No. I, I just, yeah.
1: I, I think it's this thing of like right now with the way art is and it sucks. Um, I think it's one of those things where like the studios aren't going to be the one to turn it around, you know? Like, yeah. I think it's going to be yeah. something where the thing that will finally turn it around is going to be when you, you actually can make a movie in your backyard for like $10,000, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like when you can actually do like a feature length movie and that's like still a ways off, but it's, it's, what's that quote? Someone said this and I can't remember and I'm gonna get the quote probably wrong, but it's like movies won't won't be true art until the resources are as cheap as like a pencil and a paper, you know, mm -hmm. like that, like anyone can just draw because that's all it takes. But yeah. and, and, until movies get that, like we're still gonna be beholden to these fucking major corporations. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. We always seem to go back to this
0: that everything's just fucked up with the movie industry. It it is, it is fucked up, but like I I don't know. I I don't think it's as far off as it might seem. It definitely seems far off right now. Yeah. I I but I, I think it's it's coming, and I think it has to come soon. Not mm. just Otherwise I'll lose my mind. But like, I, I think it just has to. right? When I, watch,
1: when I watch a lot of this stuff that is being done independently on YouTube, like I'm kind of like fascinated about like, this might be the future of stuff. Like mm-hmm. it, I think we'll get there one day. I think we have to stop caring about how great it looks sometimes, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I could, I, there's a, that's a whole other discussion and I'm sure it'll come up again like thirty thousand times,
0: yeah, yeah. As we
1: as we do this series, um, but hey, speaking of corporations, you know what's weird about Tommy Boy? Um, it's on our failed blockbuster show. Uh, it didn't do. It made thirty two million on a twenty million dollar budget. Uh, made by Paramount Pictures. I believe to this day, Tommy Boy is still in the top five of home video sales for Paramount really yeah it was one Whoa. of those movies yeah like once it hit home video it was like massive and i think on top of that i think farley's death made people go back and like want to reappreciate his work and uh tommy boy just became like that's the one to watch so it became like the the only real item of his career you know
0: Wow, good for good for him and passing. Yeah. Um, I, I also remember after the Adam Sandler special with with his really heartwarming tribute to his buddy Chris Farley, um, Tommy Boy made it up in like the the rentals and like the digital like purchase space too. Yeah, yeah. Like people people liked Chris Farley and he still got a reputation. You know mm-hmm. that that's pretty cool.
1: It, it's funny. It's funny seeing. It feels like every few years a new generation discovers who the fuck Chris Farley was like it feels like every few years suddenly like a man down by the river is like funny again or the big one the big one that got big during quarantine was the uh have you you seen this clip the chris farley uh greatest entrance of all time have you seen that clip
0: oh yeah he fucking just just it's him on letterman just like
1: running through (laughs) and he's like he tackles like he throws the one guy into like a trash can or something like (laughs) yeah it's just him going ape shit like yeah (laughs) It like that got like big again. People were like, who the fuck is this guy? And it's like it's Chris Farley, man. Like hey, I just need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. he was, he might have been promoting Tommy Boy on that episode.
2: Oh. Which
1: might be the wild thing. Um His stuff on Letterman is great. Like, if you ever find some like Farley interviews on Letterman, because he clearly like, loves Letterman, it turns, it almost turns into the Chris Farley show. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I was being like, you remember when you did that? It's like, that was great. He tells us, he tells a story. And again, this, I think this ties in because it it says a lot about Farley and it says a lot about the character they had him play in Tommy Boy that he just started working at SNL and they, you had to get like ID to get into Rockefeller Center, right? Like, you had to get like a special ID. And Farley lost his. And in a panic, he's like, security's been breached. Like, I've compromised all of Rockefeller Center. <laughs> and he's like, and he said in, like, his mind, he's like, word's going to get to Letterman, because Letterman was still at NBC at the time. <laughs> and Letterman was going to be like, who's this jackass at SNL who fucked up security? <laughs> and it seemed really genuine. It re- it's really funny. Oh, man. God bless Farley yeah um did, did you see the documentary that did on him no um, i haven't chris it's really good uh they talk about it's more just like going over his career and having people talk about him but uh bob odenkirk is in it because bob odenkirk was at second city with farley mm. and i believe odenkirk wrote a uh, motivational speaker with farley
0: oh so it's
1: like their character and according to Farley, it's, like, partly based on his father, too. Like, that's how his father would talk when he would get angry. <laughs> and, um, uh, there's, but there's a fucking scene. It, like, it, it devastates me every time I see it, like, where, where you get to the end of the documentary. And, like, you know, everyone is trying to do, like, uh, you know, Farley was great. Like, we, we all love him. Let's try to keep the good times going in, in remembrance of Farley. And they go to Odenkirk. And he's like, he was like Farley was a magical guy and I loved him and his, I loved everything about him. And he said, but there's a limit. And he goes, and that limit is when you kill yourself with drugs and alcohol. And he goes, that's when it stops being so fucking magical. And I think about that line all the fucking time of just like how much he had, like how much of his troubles were kind of tied up with his own persona, you know? just him being like this big kid like he felt like he had to be that guy all the time and it like drove him and he did he the thing about this the thing about fucking tommy boy for me is he really didn't need to go like when he goes big he's hysterical but even when he's quiet in a movie like this he's hysterical you know like there's brief moments of him just like kind of being like like he says something stupid or it's just there's moments with him that i'm like he could he, he could have been he didn't have to be i think he he there's stories like he used to call up jay moore on snl like drunk like in his last days and he'd be like they want me to fucking fall down in the movies like fatty fall down like he, he was like really self-conscious about how many people just wanted him to do that stuff and you wish you could just like tell him like he's so much funnier than just that you know mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I just think the face, the look on his face when he writes Herbie Hancock as one of the guys who signed the Declaration of Independence. I mean, oh, my God, he's so confident too. (laughs) John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock.
0: Oh, God. Do you want to talk about what the movie's about? Oh, yeah, we haven't done that. Uh, So it's about. Uh, what, what what's Tommy's last name? Callahan. Tommy okay. Callahan. Yeah, Callahan. Uh, the third. Uh, what's the, what's the business called? Callahan Auto. Um, it's uh, yeah, Callahan
1: Auto. They sell brake pads.
0: Yeah. Everybody's- uh, he, he's a he's a washed up, uh, mm-hmm. college graduate after being at college for like, you know, a lot of years? people go to
1: college for seven years. <laughs> yeah, they're called doctors.
0: Oh, there you go. But he he was not a doctor. No. No, he just did that. I, this is a recurring thing with uh, studio comedies from this era also, because this is also the plot to Van Wilder minus mm-hmm. the breakpad pad stuff. Mind you. Yeah. I don't know why the seven years thing with the specific note that they're not going to be doctors. I, that's mm-hmm. why the 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 movies throw it like as, as like a big negative connotation when really like who gives a shit now. Mm-hmm. But at the time it was definitely like, why are you going to school so long? Yeah. You know, and now we're all just like, Who gives a shit? Do whatever you want. No one cares anymore. But he he
1: finally graduates college because he got a D plus on the history exam.
0: Good for you, Tom. Where he wrote
1: Herbie Hancock. (laughs)
0: Uh, comes, but you know, he also can't do anything else. So his dad, Brian Dennehy, Brian fucking Dennehy, <laughs> the go- one of the goats of of classic cinema, and perfect uh, casting. You could totally buy that Brian Dennehy
1: is his dad.
0: Well, oh yeah, he, like more so than just like their their big guy shapes huh. and forms. But like, I I don't know. I, I I that was great. Yeah, I did not know that going into this that mm-hmm. he was in this. So uh, he gives him he gives his son a job at, at the family business. Mm-hmm. Yes, he
1: does. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're right. No, you're on the right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, he's the classic, like he's a rich kid, right? Mm -hmm. Like he grew up rich. He's never really had to grow up is the thing is he's, he's allowed to kind of be, you know, that's why, he. you know, people go to college for seven years because they can afford to go to college for seven years. (laughs) Like not a lot of us can you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, but he is, his dad was willing to pay it. Never kind of like, you never had to face consequences of something. Cause his dad loved him. And it's not like a thing portrayed of like his dad, like babied him or anything, you know, it's not yeah. like his dad was a bad person. It's just, he didn't have to. So his dad like gives him a job and it's kind of like, Oh, you know, he's just going to coast on this for the rest of his life. His dad's get remarried to uh, Bo Derek is his new wife. Um, Bo Derek has a son Played by Rob Lowe. (laughs) Did you know Rob Lowe
0: was in this? I did not. There was a lot of surprises in this movie.
1: He's really good as just a horrible asshole in this.
0: Hmm. Um, I'm not saying nothing.
1: I got to say, it's kind of funny that like, there's almost like three setups for different comedies, like in the opening of this movie. It's like Tommy boy in college. And it's like, nope, that's not what the movie's about. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Tommy boy is like his dad's getting married. There's going to be a wedding. It's like, nope, that's not what the movie's about. Oh, he's got a new brother who's like kind of not like he's like the exact opposite of him. It's like, that's not
0: what the movie's about. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Usually I, I kind of hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like where I'm like, just fucking pick an opening, you know? Yeah. but I, I kind of liked it here. No, You I, know I,
1: why it fucking works here? And this is what these other fucking comedies don't do is that it's it's about. Tommy Boy's Tommy Boy has to grow up is the thing, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like it's it's about it's a movie about that. So when you look at the movie through that lens, all this plate setting works, you know? Yeah, maybe that's it. That's why it works. I mean, it's something that. It's it's why a lot of Adam Sandler movies don't work. Sandler wants to be the man child, but also doesn't want to like look, be portrayed as a fool, you know, Like, Sandler wants to be the cool guy, but he wants to be the man-child. So, like, a lot of the time in a Sandler movie, it's, like, society's problem, you know? Yeah. And you talk about, like, Billy Madison, which I like, and Little Nicky, which is a bad movie. (laughs) But they take the skeleton of this movie, you know? Like, and both movies are about him kind of having to step up. But they don't have the heart that this movie has. And I think that movie, the, the twist in this fucking movie... Is that fucking like 20 minutes in Brian Dennehy dies of a heart attack and it's not played for
0: laughs yeah I know it's like a legitimate dramatic moment
1: yeah and there's a great I gotta say there's a fucking fantastic transition shot of they're they're all like they rush in to surround Brian Dennehy after he collapses and you think they're all looking at him on the ground and they pan out and you realize that they're fucking at his fucking funeral like what's that doing in this movie (laughs)
0: Well, that is uh, director Peter Siegel. I know. The director of anger management made this. Well, that's his trademark transition piece. I, (laughs) I, I don't know if that's true at all. Uh, he also did 50 First Dates, which I still like. Yeah, and yeah. The Longest Yard, which we'll get to.
1: But there's nothing in those movies that is like...
0: No, no, not a wow. single fucking thing.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, I almost feel bad. I'm like, maybe, like, I mean, I'm sure Siegel's getting paid very nicely, but it's like, maybe if, like, they let him, like, stretch a little bit with his comedy so he could do
0: more. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Siegel is also directing on the Michael Waldron created show, uh, Heels. Have you heard of that? Nope. Sun Stars. It's about a uh, uh, it's a wrestling show. It's a fictional wrestling show, mm-hmm. starring Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig. It's supposed to be very good.
1: Okay, good for him. Yeah. Um. But uh, there's also there's a really funny comedy shot in this movie. It's like one of the like few like out and out visual gags where Denahi is given the speech to all the guys, and they're like. Look, we we, you know, maybe we should go in with like another a bigger conglomerate to to sell these new brake pads. And he's like, No, this has always been a family company. And he's walking by the wall and he's like, My grandfather started it and it looks just like him. And he's like, My father took it over during the depression. And then it's like my Aunt Eileen took over and it looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> and then someday my son will run it. And that's when Farley shows up in the door. Like, yeah. that's a great visual. Like, that's yeah. funny. And, like, again, there's nothing like that in another Peter Siegel movie.
0: No, I, I don't know why. Well, you know what? No. There is one moment in 51st Dates, which is a fucking hysterical sight gag. It's, when, uh, it's, it's towards the end when Drew Barrymore has forgotten who Adam Sandler oh. is. And you see her paintings. And then one of them is just him, but with an egg instead of a head.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is that.
0: That's I was going to say <laughs>
1: the other fun visual gag in that movie is when the one guy is like, um in the past five years i became governor of hawaii and then they zoom out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's like no nah, just kidding i'm too smart <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a pretty good one that's yeah. a pretty funny one that's um, yeah, a good movie but yeah but like again like i said in the like 20 minutes in brian then he fucking dies and it's not like i can just see the the modern version of this right which is like he dies at his wedding which is a little like contrived you know like i think it's a weird like oh he dies while dancing and like he does an impromptu musical number with his son (laughs) which is more just like cute but then he like fucking dies of a heart attack at the end of it and the uh, worst movie would be like oh he had a heart attack because he was like in a hot dog eating contest or something you know like Mm -hmm. they would have tried to make the heart attack another gag right yeah and that would have been a and that's a fucking mistake and it's it's great that the movie fucking stops for a minute and it's like no we're gonna watch chris farley be upset that his dad died like <laughs> it's we we get like a good sequence of him just kind of like you know there's a whole scene of him like leaving the funeral he stays everyone else is gone like he doesn't know where to go now the fucking funeral's over and it's like you get the sense like this he really is like a big kid in all the best and worst ways and it's just him, like, he just goes to the factory. It's empty now. And it's just him by himself. It's it's honestly, like, very poignant for this type of movie.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's really true. Most things will not, like, slow down for this. Like, I'm seeing a lot of, like, discussions online, especially, too. It's like, what kind of movies do you prefer? Do you prefer the quirky, like, comedies or, like, the serious dramas with your, like, your blockbusters or whatever? And it's like, you know, you used to be able to just do it all. Yeah. In a movie. You know, Tommy Boy is a comedy, but you can have, dr- like, drama in mm-hmm. a comedy. That's what a narrative is, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I
1: think, I think this thing is, like, it's just something where, like, if you can describe this movie, it's like, what's, what's Tommy Boy about? And it's like, it's about a guy who has to grow up, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: what Tommy Boy's about. And there's so few comedies that you could just give it that one-sentence thing that isn't, like, you know, what I was pitching earlier, which is Chris Farley as a ninja, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's the one-sentence pitch of that movie
0: yeah and, and you know it, th- those types of movies also have like their merits or the high concept movie yeah, quote, yeah. You, concept. Can evaluate,
1: you can just stuff them with gags but it should just be that you know
0: yeah yeah and, totally
1: and i think it's why you know even like again like uh billy madison a movie we i think we both like billy madison when we saw it yeah, um, yeah I, I
0: like it it's but like that's it more a movie... now in hindsight i'm like fuck it i don't <laughs> know how good i had it
1: yeah, but it's, it's a thing where it's like adam sandler goes back to school right Mm-hmm. like that's the movie that movie really isn't about billy needs to grow up it's even though that happens in it but it's not what that movie's about even in the end of the movie he gives the speech about the puppy who lost his way and it's like it's like no he's still an idiot yeah. <laughs> like, he just learned to not to i don't know what he learns at the end of that fucking movie he decides to be a teacher but hey um
0: Let's see what else? Oh, the uh, uh, the film is dedicated to Greg Fonseca, who passed away eight months before the release of Tommy Boy. And both Tommy Boy and Wes Craven's New Nightmare were dedicated to the late Greg Fonseca.
1: He was a production designer on Nightmare on Elm Street films and Coneheads.
0: <laughs> and both Wayne Worlds. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Wayne's Worlds. Excuse me.
1: That's good. That's you know, um, it's funny to think that that guy worked on both movies. Yeah. Although Conehead's inexplicably like turns into a science fiction epic in the last like 10 minutes. It's that classic, like
0: just like Tommy boy, you know, yeah.
1: it's that classic Dan Aykroyd doesn't know how to control himself. But... No,
0: I'll, I'll fucking tell you what was the most surprising fucking thing to me in this entire film. Mm. It wasn't any of the killer cast cameos. It wasn't Dan Aykroyd who plays mm. president Zelensky or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ray uh, Zelinsky, the auto parts king.
0: Yeah. Um, the same name as the ukrainian president oh uh, yeah <laughs> that was not a joke i was i mean that was a joke i was making, I totally but...
1: i totally forgot that was the ukrainian president's name i'm sorry
0: right? yeah yeah no it's 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 fine i mean i mean maybe it's not fine Who, nothing's fine but you know what nothing's fine um it's when tommy boy teams up with david spade and julie warner to fucking hold a building hostage oh so yeah save his workers jobs yeah with the bomb vest he's like oh it's just road flares well
1: yeah here's here's the, like that is like the one moment in the movie where it's like okay
2: like i was feels, like
0: whoa like it just there, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't age like perfectly well and i'm not even saying i disliked that event in the film i was yeah. just like whoa but let's the note from the studio that would come down nowadays
1: yeah well look here's here's like it kind of bugs me. like my one my one uh note I would give the movie if I was the studio head, if you're gonna do the suicide bomber bit, just be like this is how you got past security. Like you didn't go on the news claiming to be a bomber. Like at that point, like nothing makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> like, he's going to prison.
1: Yeah, like it's the one moment in the movie where it's like, okay, it turns into like a it really goes ridiculous 90s comedy for a second, but uh Like, I get, I like the, I I do, I think one of the best gags in the movie is when they're trying to find Dan Aykroyd initially (laughs) and they're like, all right, you check, you check the uh, elevators, I'll check the bank. And Farley runs into the bank (laughs) and he's looking around, can't see anyone. And he's like, where is he? He's like, listen up, this will only take a second. And like, it's a hold up. (laughs) And everyone panics and thinks he's robbing the bank. (laughs) And the guards immediately give him his guns and he's like, Oh Jesus! And he just runs away. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my. That's one of my favorite gags in the movie. Oh my God! Um, that's the thing. All right, so we got. I just gotta say. So the, the real plot of this movie is that, uh, his father dies. He now has basically controlling shares of the company. The company's in dire straits because they were they're about to launch the new brake pad division, right? Mm-hmm. Which again, what like that's another thing that a, a fucking uh. Bad comedy now, it would be like they're not breaking brake pads, they're making some stupid device, you know? Yeah, it's like it works in Punch on Glove when he's making fungers, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. a dumb thing. But every comedy would be like, we got to turn the actual product they're selling into a gag. And it's like, no, this movie's like, it's going to be brake pads, which is a real thing. Like, it's totally tangible. It's like, we've they're like, we took out too much of a loan from the bank for the brake pad things. If we don't sell enough brake pads by a certain point, they're going to pull our loan. And then we're gonna have to the factories going under. We're gonna have to sell, and it. So Tommy has to go on the road and do his dad's sales trip, even though he's never done it before. And that's that's the plot of the movie. Basically, is he has to sell a certain number of brake pads by a certain date to keep the company afloat. And
0: that's the movie. <laughs> uh, and it turns out to be a pretty good one.
1: Yeah, I do like the scene in the movie where. Uh, Farley there's it's great where Farley's like instantly uh he's they're like look what do we like we got to keep the company afloat for a little bit Farley's like look I'll put up all my savings and I'll put up my house as collateral like so it's not just saving the company he's going to be out on the streets if he doesn't keep this going you know mm-hmm. and the whole town's going to go under like the, it, they're, the real like the whole community's tied up in this like, because the, the opening scene when he's driving through Sandusky, they pass by all the other auto plants that have just closed, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, not played for laughs. laughs. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm just.
0: No, I'm, I, I think there's, like, a genuine, like, this is something no one talks about, really, except for us, apparently. Uh, I'm sure people do, but, like, yeah. when, when talking about these movies specifically, it feels very rare to bring this up. But, yeah. like, there's almost, like, a working class angle yeah. to this and it's think, just like there's that—that's not something that's very common in movies yeah. at all right now.
1: I mean, the whole thing is like we meet Dan Aykroyd. And this whole thing is like I make car parts for the American working man because that's who I am and that's what I care about. And then he says to Farley, where he's like, "Like I don't believe any of that." <laughs>
0: yeah, like he's he's bullshitting.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the, then that's when Farley uses it against him when he goes. But it's actually I like the ending where it's like he goes in and he's like, "I want you to buy five hundred half a million brake pads." to save Callahan Auto to help the American working man. And Aykroyd agrees to it because Ackroyd's like, well, I'm about to buy the company, so it doesn't matter.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: he's like, what the hell? And then the twist is like, actually uh, all of uh, Bo Derek and um, what's his face, like their are controlling stake in the company is, is false. So they can't actually sell the company because the, the marriage was never legal. And so he pulls it's a it's a nice fast one that he pulls on Aykroyd, you know? Yeah. Uh, I
2: don't
1: Tommy like, Boy, I, Tommy I, Boy was a good guy. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any like gags I just want to talk about specifically. Um also I want one thing I'll just say before we get into specific, you know what this movie is really lacking that like when the happy Madison thing finally takes over, that like just becomes ever present. There's nothing really hateful in this movie.
0: Yeah,
1: like there are no gags at like someone's expense for being there. There
0: is a there is the R There's... slur on the airplane.
1: Um. Oh yeah. He Yeah. He does. He does do that. Yeah. Um,
0: David Slade does that.
1: I mean, that's just like dated comedy, and it's more just like him making fun of it. it's more just david spade being an asshole oh yeah you know? yeah. it's not directed
0: yeah. at anyone specifically but it's it there's, is the one moment where i was like "Ah, damn it
1: we do make light of farley's weight occasionally
0: oh yeah you know
1: but farley's the protagonist so like even if we laugh like you know it's we're still on his side ultimately and at most there's the one bald joke with david spade
2: oh where it, yeah it turns yeah, yeah. out he's
1: bald which is a weird thing to just throw in in the third act yeah <laughs> um you know, the scene I think about a lot in this movie, though. Um, I think about it whenever shit's, like, not working out for me in my life. There's the scene where, like, they get thrown out of the, uh, of uh, Dan Aykroyd's building. And Tommy Boy realizes, like, his own family's betrayed him for this deal. And he's sitting on the sidewalk. And he's, like, "Listen off all the stuff that's gone wrong. And then the bench just collapses. <laughs> and he just sits there. He doesn't even react. He just sits there and just goes... Could have done without that. <laughs> I think about that all the time. <laughs> um, you know who gets like the most like kind of ridiculous comedy happening at him is uh, Rob Lowe. Like Rob Lowe, he like he accidentally pisses on like a generator and gets electrocuted. Yeah, he gets attacked by a dog. Like he gets more of the like really ridiculous comedy aimed at him.
0: Well, I mean, one of the opening gags with uh, him and Chris Farley is when they go cow tipping. But oh, he, doesn't yeah. really, he doesn't really get anything there. Uh, that's really more Farley.
1: He, he he trips and then Farley's like, I'll save you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, get off me. He's like, I love you. <laughs> it's so good. Um, oh, I do like, even though this is one of those things where it's like only white people could get away with this. When he, when he does the uh, bees in the car bit with the cops. Yeah um like if like a black person tried that they would just get shot but uh it's hey that's america yeah um we could either fix the police or just accept that as a fact but i I uh, think we
0: should we should fix it
1: (laughs) fix it into the river Um,
0: (laughs) uh, send the police down to a van by the river down the van
1: down by the river um (laughs) But when he's yelling and the bees are attacking him, and he yells, "Your firearms are useless against them!"
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and the deer in the car is a great bit. Um, I like that they hit the deer; they don't know what to do. <laughs> like that's that does seem like a stupid, like panicked move of like, let's just put the deer in the car. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and take the, it somewhere, and the, then the it wakes deer, up. <laughs> yeah,
0: the deer waking up is is hysterical.
1: That's that's a genuinely and it's one of those ones where it's like they set it up and it, and it goes off later. Like you don't really think that that you're not like immediately thinking that's going to happen when <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the like recurring swan gag in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> where the, like like the, the swan definitely is done a little better, but I mean, it, it's, it's similar here. Um, also, I was watching behind the scenes because also if you got Tommy Boy on DVD, it's one of those DVDs that's like stuffed with special features. Because, again, it's one of the highest-selling home video movies of all time. Oh. And they interviewed uh, Peter Siegel in it, and he said the hardest shot in the movie
0: was getting the deer standing on top of the car. That's what I was curious about, because that shit, like, the deer looks pretty good when it's fake in the car. It looks Mm. pretty good for a movie of this budget. Mm. And then, like, how do they do that?
1: It's a real deer on the car. Um, when it stands on it, like the rest is fake, of course, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they had to take the car out to a field and cover it in deer urine <laughs> and then just wait for a deer to climb on top of it. So like second unit guys just being out there at night waiting for a deer and they had to have the lights off and then they had to turn the lights on and get the shot really quickly. And then the deer would run off. That's how they did that shot.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I know. Um...
1: That's why wow. the angle is kind of tipped up so you don't see that they're in a
0: field. That makes sense, yeah.
1: I also like that Spade's car just keeps getting more and more destroyed throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> to the point when they're trying to get on the plane at the end, they, they the guy's like, hey, you can't park here. And he's just like, keep it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, th- th- this is... Uh this is a hearty recommendation for the failed blockbusters. Yeah, it's a good it's a it's a good comedy. I'm not I love it.
1: I gave it 5 stars on Letterboxd. <laughs> but I uh, like I'm guessing for the average person it's going to be like a 3-star comedy, you know? You could do a lot worse at night
0: picking a movie like Tommy Boy. Yeah, no, th- I think this one is going to continue to age well just cuz like the, the type of comedy it is, like yeah. it, it feels like like a like a lost art almost
1: because of the type of comedy and it's like really the only like top to bottom good Farley document you know mm-hmm. like there is it like there like there are moments in his other comedies I like but there's nothing top to bottom as good as Tommy Boy so yeah. it's worth it just for that um and yeah I I I love this movie um hearty recommendation. I have to agree. I don't know why Roger Ebert gave it one star. Like, I, I understand the guy not liking it, but...
0: Well, didn't he call uh fucking Little Nicky the, the best Adam Sandler movie?
1: Yeah, he did. He's so weird. But I, Ebert and Siskel really had it out for Farley while he was alive. Oh Like, they, they really didn't like him. I think Siskel made the claim that Black Sheep was like the first movie he walked out of in 30 years as a critic or something like that. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's sad. And I, you know what? I kind of like uh, fucking Black Sheep's not, not a movie. I would go to Black Sheep is oddly a movie about like Hillary Clinton, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> the villain the villain of the movie is kind of Hillary Clinton. Oh, and so her, it was ahead of his time. A little bit, but it's about her like stealing the election. I rewatched it recently because I just wanted to watch more Farley stuff. And it's like, it was weird watching a movie where it's like Farley uncovers that like a bunch of dead people voted for uh, the, the Hillary Clinton type character. And it's, it's, it's just like, if, it's weird watching right now when you have people who actually believe that about Joe Biden, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, no, 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 dead people didn't vote for Joe Biden. We voted for a dead guy. Oh. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen here, Jack. Oh. We're a capitalist country.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to go over well with the young
0: voters. Yeah. It's good that the Democrats keep saying that. That's what we really want to hear right now. Yeah. Well, keep look. saying it.
1: <laughs> you know what? It, I might actually want them to keep saying it. Because they're never going like, because because they're never going. That's capitalism. It makes people work hard. You know, <laughs> like uh-huh. they're like, hey, why can't babies get baby formula? They will die without it. <laughs> and then they go, that's capitalism. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, they're they're not wrong. They're not wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, keep keep saying it.
1: Keep, keep saying it. Let the people know. <laughs> Well, Farley did exactly 100 episodes uh, Saturday Night Live.
0: Wow, it's pretty good.
1: Good, good for him. God, God bless Farley. Yeah.
0: I'd uh, do an episode of Saturday Night Live. What? <laughs> I would do an episode of Saturday Night Live. I would not. <laughs> no. 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 I I I would be a fun guest. I think I'd be uh, a fun host. What are you gonna play, Wario? No, I would kill myself live on television and change the trajectory of everyone's lives who watched.
1: That kind of would be amazing. The ultimate Joker trick. You don't shoot the host, you shoot yourself.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, I would never harm another human being. Except when myself.
1: You, <laughs> you go on TV and you go, this is dedicated to the brave Mujahideen fighters <laughs> in Afghanistan and then shoot yourself on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. They'll put it in the vault where they put uh, what's her name, burning the picture of the pope or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oops, Shout turned out. out
1: she was right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shout out to Lorne Michaels, who's never made any mistakes with who he brought onto that show.
1: Yeah, what a that's that's a dude that just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, suck my dick, Lorne Michaels. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's, we're just rambling at this point. Wow, Ten Lorne degrees. Michaels
1: is seventy-seven
0: how the fuck is he still alive
1: he's they say he's grooming his successor but i don't know who it's gonna be
0: i mean that's like, the problem with a lot of these old fuckers this is the last <laughs> thing and then we'll sign off but like that's a lot of the <laughs> problems with these guys it's like no this is the way we run things and then like they try to hand it off to a successor and it's like no this <laughs> was not sustainable even with you in charge because yep. you're gonna die
1: <laughs> you know what? though he is one of the few like actual king of late night television like, he, he is the one who goes, like, Conan O'Brien should take over for Letterman. Like, that's him. He signs off on that. He's the reason Jimmy Fallon's those the Tonight show. Like, we don't like Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. but he's been a successful late-night talk show host. And he's Seth Meyers.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. He, he does have that touch for whatever reason. So maybe he knows who should take over.
0: Hey, it, um, he's the guy, you know? Um,
1: nice. not, not that it matters. Like, I'm not exactly rooting for what here's the thing like SNL sucks right Mm -hmm. but would you be sad if it went away no I do think I might be a little sad like even though I hate it like I think there's something like I I like knowing that it's out there
0: I think we're getting very accustomed to things that like we we take for granted so maybe I will Mm -hmm. if it went away but I, I think right now there's a lot of like the uh, media conglomerates that are they trying to establish stop. like legacy stuff, you know, like yeah, they, people want the Marvel stuff to be like SNL or or like other franchise, like yeah, I, I like IP shit to just be like cultural touchstones that are always gonna be there, always gonna be there. And I, I of that, so maybe that's why like my immediate reaction was like no, yeah, but I think you have a point. If it went away, I'd be like oh, that's kind of a bummer. You know? Like it was, it had good stuff coming out of it, even in its worst eras right now.
1: Yeah. It, I, they got to stop having politicians on. That'd be my one thing. But, uh, it's like, I don't know. It might be, SNL might be just kind of worth it for like the three skits a year that are actually okay. You know, like mm-hmm. they seem to drop like, like, cause when, they, when the, I don't know what it is like SNL is mostly bad, but when they do hit, like they hit like really well. It's kind of wild. Like, like the papyrus skit. Yeah. That might be one of the funniest funniest things ever made, honestly. (laughs) Like, yeah. uh, But like, I don't remember any other skit from that episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the one where like he starts laughing during it, but that's, I only remember it because he starts laughing. It's not like the actual bit was funny. I
2: don't
1: know. I just, I, I, I don't know. It might be one of those things where Saturday Night Live is just such a like insular community now. I've kind of like anti-comedy lately though, too, because the comedy community sucks so hard these days. Of just like well, they... no, you
0: can't make jokes anymore.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, I I I can't stand the weird circling of the wagons that comedians do with each other. That like mm-hmm. they don't know how and like I'm not saying like if someone tells a joke, I disagree with her, I find offensive. I'm not saying like we should fucking fire them from everything or whatever, but there should be a, the community should at least know enough to be like, we should be critical of each other at least, and not just always fall back on. We can say whatever we want, which is something a spoiled child falls back on.
0: Yeah. Like, what is that? I don't know. It's like white privilege maximized. You know, that... I, I've heard that a lot, too. I, I remember hearing people being like, well, you know, if a comedian goes on stage and they try out jokes, that should be like their domain. That should be like their temple. And I'm like, what the fuck are you mm-hmm. talking about? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't get that thinking at all, either.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like I, it's diff- like comedy. You got to let comedy like you got to let them be able to stretch. Right. Like you got to like mm-hmm. it, if someone tries out a joke, they want to do a touchy subject. It doesn't land. I'm not saying like ruin that guy's career forever right? But there's a big difference between like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then going on air and just saying something openly bigoted. Like there's a big there's a big difference. There's, there's a big difference. And a comedian as talented as, I'm just going to pick a name out of a hat, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> should know the difference between those two things, between a risky joke that doesn't land and just being openly bigoted on stage. Cause I know that in his life growing up at the comedy clubs, he's definitely seen jokes that he knew either just were jokes that didn't land or jokes that were just bigoted. And if he says he doesn't know what that is, he's lying. And that should be the discussion. There's a big gap between just making jokes and being openly, but I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how else to explain it. And if, if you don't know that as a comedian, you shouldn't be a comedian. I mean.
0: I'm going to go out and eliminate and assume a lot of people should not be comedians. Yeah,
1: but I mean, even talented guys, I, I think are funny. Like, you're saying, Dave Chappelle is funny, but he should know the difference between those things. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's frustrating. It's. It's a thing like as like, right, like, right now we're having the whole John Mulaney thing talking about SNL, you know? Yeah. You know, just as the Mulaney Chappelle thing. And I, Gervais, Ricky Gervais' new comedy special dropped today and it's full of more transphobic bullshit. And it's just, I just don't understand the like, like for one, it's like, okay, like we can't, the guys are like, Ricky Gervais isn't funny. I don't know what people are talking about with him, but like Chappelle and John Mulaney are genuinely talented and funny. That doesn't mean they're not, they don't, have bigoted problems, you know? I don't know. We're very bad at talking about comedy in this country and the world, I'm guessing. Um, and the people that should be leading the charge and talking about comedy better should be comedians and they're not doing it. They're defending themselves. They're protecting themselves. And part of it might be just because there is no safety that as a comedian, like if you fuck up as a comedian, you're just derelict the rest of your life. But, yeah, you know, unless you're John and came from a wealthy family. But uh, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? But I don't know. It's it's it sucks. And so maybe I you know it always I think sometimes when I'm like kind of glad someone like maybe Farley unfortunately passed early that like we didn't get to know Farley too well. Like I know Farley's family was fairly conservative, mm. and uh, his brother, who's in comedy, has done like a lot of like conservative work out there. So, like, you you never know with stuff like that, Um, but, like, well, it would Farley be doing some horrible transphobic bullshit in some movie. He was, like, Tommy Boy 6 or whatever, like, (laughs) and, like, would I be less likely to come on here and defend Tommy Boy the way I am? But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it sucks. Um,
0: Well, I think that's, unfortunately, a good place to leave off on. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry to, sorry to end on a downer. This movie's funny, and it's not hateful yeah, like anything I just discussed. There really is no... No, no,
0: it, it, it's good. Would you say the next film we're going to discuss, North, is hateful?
1: Absolutely.
0: Really? Oh, okay, I, I don't I will tell not, anything else. I, I will don't...
1: not spoil what it is, but um, uh, what I think, is North the same year? It, North is a year before Tommy Boy, okay. North,
0: uh, 19... Oh, I was defending Rob Reiner today. And yeah. it's a Rob Reiner movie.
1: You just just understand. Yeah, that's that's partly why I brought Rob Reiner up. Um, okay. So understand, people, when Diego was defending Rob Reiner, he had not seen North yet. Um. So have fun with North, Diego. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh boy.
0: Um, remember, um, it is
1: Ebert's one of Ebert's most hated movies.
0: Like, well, there might be reasons for that. Where can people find your most hated movies on social media?
1: Uh, I'm at EmperorOTN1 at Twitter.com, and I'm EmperorOTN on Letterboxd. I occasionally post there. I haven't been logging any of my movies lately.
0: Um, I've been getting better about it again.
1: Yeah. I I kind of only show up when I want to say something, I guess. Um, Yeah, yeah. Like, when I want to defend a movie like fucking Doctor Strange or something. But...
0: Oh yeah, go check out our, our, our catch-up retrospective Yeah, we talked it should
1: about.
0: be out it'll be, it'll be out before this
1: I have, I have yet to stop thinking about how much I hated Spider-Man No Way Home Every day more hateful thoughts enter my brain
0: <laughs> No, I didn't like it But like, I didn't, I didn't hate it that much It's
1: a disgusting display Of just the worst instincts Of mankind I think it might I think it might have dethr- dethroned uh, Jurassic World for me As the movie, no, there's
0: no way. As just my punching bag. No, revisiting Jurassic World uh, a couple years back, just Jurassic World that kind of hurt me.
1: Jurassic World is likely just worse, but I think Spider Man should just accidentally be better, and it's not.
0: Mm. Well, at least uh, you know they uh, they 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 said memes on there that we all recognize, and that Mm -hmm. is what movies are right now.
1: And when Spider-Man saved that one lady on the bridge, and then there was a bunch of bombs, and then we never hear anything about it?
0: (laughs) She dead? Probably. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know.
1: With great power, Peter, comes great responsibility, so go save this one lady whose life will directly benefit your own.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what a bad movie that I... didn't hate that much, but it's still you know, bad.
1: You know how colleges wouldn't want Spider-Man to be at their college. You know, they don't. They don't. Yeah, want to
0: it, do it. doesn't that it just fucking tell you everything you need to know about who writes his fucking movies? Yeah, like it, the conflict is. Oh, he doesn't get into the, one of the most highly like rated schools in the country. Not mm-hmm. his friends are in danger because they're friends mm-hmm. with him, and everyone knows him now.
1: Yeah, and if you're at a if you're at a crossroads and you can go to like a really prestigious college. Like, unless you're like a genius, like don't take out student loans that are going to bankrupt you for the rest of your life. You'll do fine at like a community college or something, you know?
0: Yeah. Especially if you're or going like Tommy into boy. the arts. <laughs> or, or like the- Tommy boy, you go to school for seven years. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It doesn't. It's fine. You, you, you do you now. We, we've, we've broken the system wide open. I apologize. You for can find my other Spider-Man going. thoughts. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I,
2: I keep going You can find on my shit. other
0: Spider-Man thoughts over on Twitter.com and other parts of the Waffle Press, such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you can get early access to the next episode. Maybe depending on how we record these, we will see. Uh, and like and subscribe if you like this episode. Because if you didn't like and subscribe. You should like and subscribe anyways because you might find something you do like. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. Peace. Goodbye. Goodbye. I was trying to think of a Tommy Boy (laughs) reference, but I I, I got nothing. I'm a maniac, maniac on the fall. Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? (laughs) Why?